Jameson Way by Kitty Colton. When I started sixth grade, I got a new best friend, or maybe I should say he got me. His name was Jameson. Actually, it was Francis Albert Jameson, but he insisted on being called Jameson. You got used to it, like anything else he told you to do. Jameson had just moved to town. He landed with a splash like a bowling ball in a puddle. Right off, he seemed to rearrange our whole sixth grade world to conform to the Jameson way. The first day of school, for example, he decided I was going to be his best friend. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure how, either. He didn't walk up and say, Hi, you're going to be my new best friend, or anything like that. But if he had, I probably would have just said, Okay. Not that I'm a jellyfish, but he did have this convincing way about him. Plus, my old friend Jake had moved away over the summer, and I was up for grabs. So I didn't mind. Jameson was funny and smart and seemed way older than everybody else in the sixth grade. He gave you the feeling he knew how the world worked, not in the way teachers knew or parents knew, but in some other sort of real and true way. Plus, he was about a head taller than everybody else and had broad shoulders that made him look like a linebacker. We were all impressed. When I became Jameson's best friend, people started being impressed with me, too. Even I started being impressed with me. It was as if the air around Jameson was charged with some powerful particles, and when I was with him, I breathed them in, and they made me more, I don't know, special somehow. There was only one problem. After about a week, I began to figure out that being Jameson's best friend meant always letting him be the leader, and always doing whatever he wanted to do. It showed in little ways and in big ways. One dumb example, when we were walking to school, Jameson always stayed a full step in front of me, no matter how hard I tried to keep up. After a while, I stopped trying. I stopped trying to talk about myself, too, ever. My job was to listen. I liked listening. I was a good listener. And I had to admit, his stories were more interesting than mine. If I even had any stories, which I wasn't sure I did. I didn't so much like doing a hundred little favors a day for him, though. And I didn't take to his nickname for me. Shrimp. But what I really hated was the way he bossed other kids around. Take the daily lunchtime ritual. Jameson never bothered to stand in line to get his food. He just sat down at his favorite table and placed his order. There were always kids willing to get him whatever he wanted. He wasn't a bully. He didn't need to be. He just demanded things, and he got them. If he didn't, you didn't want to be around him. At first, I just ignored it. I told myself all would balance out after a while. But slowly, was the it started kid. to seem not Eventually, so great anymore. he would become one day, regular, just when like I was the feeling rest of pretty us. fed up with Jameson. Or maybe I didn't tell myself anything. I just kept yes, thinking I how great now it was. Now comes the part that the coolest guy in school real chose me to be his best friend. I thought wrong. It turned out he wanted me to help him with our homework assignment, an essay called "The Person I Admire Most." Look, shrimp, you can write," he said. "Help me out, huh? I hate writing." Boy, did I hate being called shrimp. I can't write it for you, Jameson, I said, my voice a little shaky. You have to do it yourself. I stopped and took a deep breath. Never mind that I have no idea who you admire or why. The important thing is, it's just wrong. It's one thing to have everyone run around and get your lunch for you. Or get your books out of your locker. That's bad enough. But you can't have someone else do your homework for you. I think this was the most sentences he'd ever let me get out at once. He looked sort of stunned, as if he couldn't believe what he was hearing. Of course you can do it. That's what friends are for, right? Especially best friends. He slapped me on the back. Pretty hard. Look at all I've done for you, shrimp. 
If it weren't for me, you'd still be a nobody. You know it, and I know it. Show a little gratitude. I just sat there, silent. Shrimp, grab some paper and start writing. I'll toss out a few ideas. I'm not doing it. Sure you are, he said, standing over me, all the good humor drained from his voice. No, my voice was suddenly firm. Look, Jameson, I won't. I got to my feet. He seemed to tower several feet above me. You can't just expect everybody to do your bidding, you know, I continued. It seemed that once I started, I couldn't stop. I'm sick of you bossing people around, and so is everyone else. If you keep it up, you're not going to have one single friend, including me. I thought Jameson looked a little pale, but he just said, I'm starving, and headed into the kitchen. He stayed there for a long time. Finally, I called out, I'd better get going then, and picked up my backpack. There was no sound from the kitchen. The next morning on my way to school, I didn't wait at the corner where Jameson and I usually met. I figured he'd never speak to me again. But as I neared the schoolyard, I heard someone bellow my name. Hey, Peter, I turned around. It was Jameson, huffing up the street. How come you didn't wait for me? He ran the last block to catch up. Then, for the first time, he fell in step with me. When we were in front of the school, he stopped and said, Maybe you want to see my homework assignment. He handed me a sheet of paper. The person I admire most. The first line read, The person I admire most is my friend Peter, because he says what he thinks and tells me the truth. The rest of the page was blank. I looked up at him. Jameson blushed and shrugged. That's all I had to say. I told you I'm no writer.